Do you struggle with what it means to be successful in your retirement? Trust us, you're not alone. Welcome to the Retirement Success in Maine podcast. Here, you'll go in-depth with Guidance Point Advisors Investment Consultants to hear stories about how retirees in Maine are navigating a successful retirement. Get insight into the inevitable challenges of aging and define what a successful retirement looks like. Welcome, everybody, to the Retirement Success Maine podcast. My name is Ben Smith, and I'm joined by my co-host, the Xander Bogarts to my JD Martinez, Curtis Wister. How are you doing today, Curtis? I'm doing well, Ben, doing well. We're getting close to opening day here, so I think that's an appropriate uh, kind of shout out there. So we're getting there. And we are in Red Sox Nation, that's right? right. So you gotta you got to talk Red Sox, and we have a big acquisition with Trevor Story. Uh, right. We're going to have a little uphill climb, I think, with um, with the AL East, the, the Yankees and the Rays and the Blue Jays. It's, it's going to be a tough one, but... But again, always good to uh, root, root, root for the for the home team. That's right. We, of course, so one thing that we're, you know, we've gone through winter and Maine winters, of course, are are tough. But, you know, I think one of the core features of Mainers is, is I think we're, we're very grateful for times, especially when we get to spring, right? Is mm-hmm. you get through all the hard stuff, all the cold, all the snow. And, you know, it's, I think this, uh, the hope eternal kind of comes in, in spring a little bit here. And, you know, and I use the word gratitude and the word gratitude is derived from the Latin word gratia, which means grace, graciousness, or gratefulness, depending on the context. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, gratitude encompasses all of these meanings. And it's actually a thankful appreciation for what an individual receives, whether tangible or intangible. And with gratitude, people acknowledge the goodness in their lives. In the process, they usually recognize that the source of that goodness lies at least partially outside themselves. And as a result, being grateful also helps people connect to something larger than themselves as individuals, whether to other people, nature, or a higher power. Mm. And in positive psychology research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. And gratitude also helps people feel more positive emotions, relish good experiences, improve their health, deal with adversity, and build strong relationships. Now, as a podcast, right, as this has been our kind of our core purpose here, it is, hey, we have retirement and we're helping people get to retirement. And and, and I think we all kind of have this in our heads about, well, we got to get there, but we haven't really done a whole lot of this legwork about what does it mean to be there? And once we've arrived, this is, I think, a key part we want to talk about. Mm -hmm. We've arrived here. Well, now what? And I think kind of this whole uh, concept of gratitude and being appreciative for what we have and where we are in our lives and our situations and what surrounds us is really important as a theme. And we've not talked about this yet. We've right. done 60 some odd shows. Yeah. And this is something that's like, you know, I think we see enough, especially the the very hard nose that we said the main work ethic where we just go, go, go. And we have to put food on that table and we have to get career success then what? Mm-hmm. So gratitude is a way for people to appreciate what they have instead of always reaching for something new in the hopes it'll make them happier or thinking they can't feel satisfied until every physical and material need is met, right? So again, that's this whole mindset change of, hey, we're probably are always in that rat race of trying to keep going, going, going. Yeah. And until I meet everything I need to meet, I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied. 
So this concept of gratitude, helping people refocus on what they have instead of what they lack. Mm -hmm. And although it may feel contrived at first, this mental state grows stronger with use and practice. So that's, I think, a lot of what we want to talk about today was, again, from our client perspective and the work we do with people is sometimes that refocus maybe never happens. But Mm if, um, you know, having this practice of gratitude, we think could help so many more people, whether people we work with, whether people the, you know, our, our, our family relationships. And we said, this is a show, man, I think we really have to do. So we're really excited about this. one. Yeah, I agree, Ben. And, you know, our next guest is a husband, father and successful salesman who has worked in the financial services industry for nearly 20 years. The Cincinnati native is also living with kidney cancer. Matt was first diagnosed in 2015, but after one of his kidneys was removed, doctors told him he was cancer free. Then, in late 2018, the cancer returned, and the biopsied tumor was malignant. Our guest today discusses why and how he has chosen to view his cancer as a blessing. Since he started a blog to track his journey and inspire others, his disease has taught him that how you respond to situations you face defines who you are. So with that, please welcome Matt Moran to the Retirement Success in Maine podcast. Matt, thank you so much for coming on our show today. I'm so grateful to be here, guys. It's, uh, you know, I, I, as you mentioned, I've got my own show, but it's just, it's really exciting to be a guest on your show. Thanks so much. Yeah. And, and Matt, I, I, I just uh, working with you over the years, I just so much appreciate your attitude and, and how you approach life every day and the conversations we've had. And it leads to these core values that we kind of talked about in, in the introduction today. So we're really excited about learning about gratitude and how you approach it, but also even how your family has embraced that and how that is kind of a core value that you have throughout uh, your entirety of your family and your relationships and how you experience life. Because I think that's something where all of us can learn something a little bit more from. And you have a really awesome show, as you mentioned, uh, called With Gratitude Map, which is also a podcast. And that's where we kind of connect even more on like, hey, we I have a podcast. Well, I do too. <laughs> and talking about, you know, we the lessons you learn and how you have putting yourself out there is a scary thing and kind of talking through this. And you also do an interview format for the most part about yep. Talking back and forth and in, in, in the conversation about finding those shared experiences and sh- uh, finding those shared lessons. But uh, before we go there, because there's a lot of things we want to talk about with gratitude, it's always helpful to hear a little bit about your biography, your story, your why. So love to hear a little bit about your childhood, where you grew up and your career. Absolutely. No, I uh, I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, and most of my family still lives there. I'm the middle child of five. My got two brothers, two sisters. My parents, Mary Beth and Bill Moran, still living today, uh, live in Cincinnati. And we, we grew up in a, you know, uh, a, a wonderful home. It was a loving home and very, very much faith-based. My parents, uh, you know, practiced, you know, and supported us in our effort to to be raised in the Catholic faith. And uh, that that today, that's noteworthy, that's important to me today. And it's a foundational component of, um, you know, my, my spiritual life. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 I had a very blessed childhood. And, um, you know, I, I, I often say the apple does not fall far from the tree. And I think 
as I think about, you know, some of the, the, the resistance that I put on how my parents were raising me, I truly am grateful for what they did for me. It wasn't, it, it didn't always seem right to me at the time. Mm-hmm. Looking back on it as a 53 year old man, I can say, wow, you know, they did a pretty, pretty cool job on not just me, but I have, uh, I have uh, some remarkable brothers and sisters as well. And I think that's a, that's a lesson too, with, especially when, when you kind of experience your own kids and you go there in the moment, there isn't a right answer at times, right? Is it, I, I feel like we should do it this way, but you know, you could do it three other ways and you can see why also from, you know, when you experience your brothers and sisters, sometimes the parenting is different per child, which can also lead to, you know, some animosity, but you can kind of experience from the parenting perspective is in the moment, you're just doing what you think is best for the child and uh, trying to develop them as a healthy, independent person. So I, I get what you're saying there. That's, um, that's, that's a really great statement with perspective. So Matt, obviously, as we kind of read off in our intro there, you have experienced a, an unexpected illness in your life being can- uh, kidney cancer. So as we sit here recording, recording in the the first few days of April. So obviously March was Kidney Cancer Awareness Month, right? Bringing attention to the 68,000 new kidney cancer cases and the 14,000 deaths that will hit the United States alone this year, making uh, kidney cancer the sixth most common cancer among men. So I want to ask, can you just kind of tell us more about your cancer journey, right? Starting with how it, it presented itself, the diagnosis, and then where you are today? Absolutely. So yeah, I was diagnosed with kidney cancer in 2015. And just one note on that, you know, things happen for a reason. And, and, and I'm just, this is just my perception. Mm-hmm. And, and I was at the time, shortly there before I was living with my wife and two girls in Chicago. And uh, we had the opportunity of relocating back to Buffalo, New York for a career opportunity. I worked for Principal Global Investors and had the opportunity to, to relocate. Uh, it was a family decision. And quite frankly, there was a lot of anxiety around that move because I was moving from Chicago uh, to Buffalo. In fact, funny story about that. I told my wife probably three or four years earlier than than this that I would never like I'll go anywhere you want to go, but I'll never move to Buffalo, New York. I just (laughs) see myself moving to Buffalo, New York. And and funny how things happen. And uh, we, we, we thought on things, prayed on things, and it just made the it made the most sense for us to raise our girls in Buffalo, New York. So anyhow, principal gives us the opportunity to come back here. And I was grateful, but with that guys, there was, there was anxiety. And in October of 2015, I was on a, I was away out of town on a trip. I was on my way. I was going to like leave for the airport. And I went to the bathroom before I left uh, a meeting I was at and I, I urinated in the in the bathroom and my my blood was mm. color of cranberry juice mm-hmm. at that time wasn't that concern other than the fact that i knew something was up and mm-hmm. felt i felt fine so i called my brother-in-law who's a er doctor back here in buffalo and he wasn't that concerned he thought maybe a urinary tract infection and um so anyhow i um uh, he said but if you're if you're concerned you know, stop by a urgent care center and they can get things checked out. And he knows that he knew some of the people there. So I, I did. So I got in about 11 o'clock at night. We weren't even in the house that we live in today. We were in a rental place in Buffalo because uh, we were the house that we were going to move into wasn't quite ready. So we're in a we're in temporary housing. And um, I, I didn't even call my wife. I just went directly to the, the Mac Center 
and uh, they they did some tests and they they found a tumor in my kidney, size of basically the size of the kidney. Mm-hmm. And the, they told me they, at that point they said it's likely cancer, and um, you know you're not going anywhere for a while. And uh, you know and and it basically. I, they transferred me to the hospital. I spent seven days in the hospital. A couple of days later, they removed my kidney. And at that time, guys, um, they they told me I was cancer free though because it was contained to the kidney. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everything surgery was successful. And but I guess the reason I bring up the move to Buffalo that was really important. All of my anxiety about the uh, move back to Buffalo was gone immediately because I had my brother-in-law there to support me. We had at the time a a three-year-old and a four-year-old and um, my mother-in-law was able to go over and and care for them while while my wife came over Mm -hmm. and um, was with me. And and we had all the support that we needed. And um, it was just very evident to me at that point that like we were, we were right where we needed to be. And and that's that's kind of where we were lived for three years without it being you know without any issues and then in 2018 through biopsy they uh they found it again and that's when things really changed uh ironically enough i was (laughs) out of town when that happened as well uh i was i was at a, a business trip and uh so i had to call mary and and call my parents and let them know what took place. And so that's kind of how it presented. And I would say this 2015, when it first happened, it didn't really foundationally change me, but in 18, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, I'm a different person today than I was prior. And, and, and for that, I'm grateful. And, and Matt, I, I know that's uh it's really tough to kind of talk about, I'm sure from an experience perspective, but I think it, it is so much. I, yeah. I kept it all together there. You right. did. You did really <laughs> well. Cause I don't think I could have done that well. And, and to then to go, Hey, this is where you are to then go, Hey, I've now changed and I'm now refocusing with an uplifting message about positivity and, you know, and from your, from your podcast message was using positivity and awareness, awesomeness to inspire others to live life to the fullest to help others that are fighting kidney cancer. So we talked about your podcast uh, called With Gratitude, Matt. So if you're, obviously, if you're listening to us right now, check that out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, go into um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, all the popular podcasts in search with gratitude and uh, with gratitude, Matt, and you'll find it there. Give that a follow. If you would just maybe pause our show right now, go over there, um, search that and hit follow. And because uh, there, there's some really awesome episodes and work that Matt's doing there. So mm-hmm. I want you to go over there right now and do that. So hit pause, come back. So now unpause. So check so, so with gratitude, Matt, and you continue to discuss with others how to find the courage and how to help others find the courage to be grateful. So can you tell us about how your cancer journey inspired you to start this show and then how it's going? Absolutely. So when you are first diagnosed with cancer, uh, I'll tell you this. I mean, it's it's not news that you're anticipating. It's not news that you're, you're grateful for. It's uh, There's a lot of sleepless nights and um, early on. And so right, wrong, or indifferent, what I found myself doing is I would go to YouTube videos, goal cast videos, and I would just search for inspirational stories. 
mm. and watch them. And I would watch, sometimes I'd watch them for hours. Mm. And there's a lot of remarkable stuff out on YouTube. And I came across some pretty powerful messages. The, the one common ground for any cancer patient that at one time was able to uh, celebrate being disease-free and cancer-free, they all had abundance of gratitude. And I had this weird notion of saying, well, why would I wait until I'm disease-free to practice gratitude? Why wouldn't I just find what's beautiful in my life today? And I started doing that. And that was when I started to really impact like my mindset, like how my mind was thinking. Shortly thereafter, actually right around the same time, I was also introduced by a friend of mine of, uh, or to uh, Dr. Roy Von Tom. And I know I've talked to you guys about Roy before, but mm -hmm. he was like inspirational. Dr. Roy Von Tom is a radiation oncologist. I didn't know him before. He's best friends with my, one of my dearest friends here in Buffalo, Greg. And Greg just called me up and he said, hey, you know what? Roy is a radiation oncologist. He's very familiar with the, with the disease that you have. And uh, he's writing a book. And the um, name of the book is uh, Healing Before You're Cured. He wasn't, he wasn't done with the book yet, but he said, I've talked to Roy already and I know he'd be interested in talking to you. And the, important, the reason I think this is important to note, I, I talk a, a lot about being truly present to those you're with, mm -hmm. because you never know where that gift is going to come from. Or, and if you're not present, you're not going to be able to re receive that gift. My, and this is how I like changed. I, previous to this diagnosis, I probably would have said I'm all set. Going to a you know great team in Boston, Dana Farber. I, I don't need to talk to somebody else, and and I probably would have said, you know what, eh, it's okay, it's okay. No, don't. But fast forward today, I mean, Roy's uh, one of my best friends today. I'm happy to say I'm going to his wedding in in July in California. And healing before you're cured. That book now, I, I would say, in large part, is kind of foundationally how I think in. Uh, believe about the journey that I'm on. I love that. Matt, I want to, I want to kind of keep going here and, and really get into how to practice gratitude in the face of adversity. So obviously, um, as we just were talking about in your podcast with gratitude, Matt, you not only talk about the theme of gratitude, but you make it into an acronym. So can you, yep. I want to ask you kind of a two part question here. So can you, um, obviously can you define gratitude or your definition of gratitude? And then can you kind of go into the components that make up that ac acronym gratitude? Yeah, this is going to sound kind of cliche, but, um, I mean, grat gratitude to me reflects your attitude. Grat you know, it's, it's the, you know, the old adage, you know, your attitude, uh, in gratitude, there's, they're so correlated. And, um, for me, it's, it's, it's a mindset. It, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, intentional mindset, for like looking for things. Like I, I can sit here today and I can tell you 10 things that aren't great about my life, yeah. but at the same time, I could tell you 10 things that are grateful. And it's really what you're, what you're focused on and what your mind is thinking about mm. determine how you're ultimately going to view today. Mm -hmm. And, um, I did start, you know, I, I did start an uh, acronym around gratitude and, um, happy to walk you through it if you'd like. Please do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah please. And, uh, we can, um, dive into some of them if you have questions on them. So, but the G starts out with just gift. I mean, I, I firmly believe like what 
connects us all is our heavenly father who created us. And we are here today to, as gifts to each other. And if we're not present though, to each other, those gifts are going to be, they're, they're, they're not going to be not, not received uh, and given appropriately. So G is gift. Uh, R is, you know, response, how you respond to adversity, how you respond to just the day really dictates how, how the day is going to go. If you get up in the morning and you think about, oh gosh, you know what? I, gosh, I got up at six o'clock this morning. I wish I could have slept till seven. Oh, you're, you're, you're able to get up today at 6 a.m. And, and, and you're going to have the opportunity to live the life that some people, they can't get up at 6 a.m. just because they physically can't do it. So it's, it's how you respond. A is attitude. It's just, there's a Charles Swindoll quote that's very prominent in, in my, my family, the Moran family. Um, it's, it's really how, it's how you respond to situations. That, you know, it's really, you know, 90% of the uh, 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 equation is really your attitude. Everything else is represents just a small percentage of it. And that's by Charles Swindoll. And, and it's great. T is a team. I mean, I, if I think about like where I am today, I didn't get to where I am today by myself. I mean, I was, there's a lot of support around me and I've been a lot, a part of a lot of different teams. And I would bet those that are listening can also say that they didn't get to where they're at individually as well. So it's just being present to the team, being, being a part of the team, I think is really important in recognizing you're, you're not, you're not alone in I is for intentional. I uh, like be intentional about how you're living, why you're living and uh, in the manner in which you're living. Um, like I, I, I bring intentional intentionality into how I, you know, interact with my girls, how I interact with coworkers, how I, and I most importantly, how I pray. Mm-hmm. The other T in, in, in gratitude for me is, I just, I, I, I get this kind of funny one. It's tidal wave. There's a lot of different storms and, and Ben, you touched on it. I, I talk about, you know, find the courage to be grateful regardless of how powerful the storm is. Mm-hmm. And tidal wave is a pretty powerful storm. Mm-hmm. But if you think about, it, you know, that tidal wave can either knock you over in the biggest tidal waves, you know, or, you know, create these, this huge wave. And I just, I envisioned, you know, a surfer riding on top of that wave. And that surfer loves that big wave because it's it's giving him joy. And we can choose to either get knocked down by the hurdle that is right in front of us, or we can embrace the opportunity that that hurdle's given us. And uh, I, I'm choosing to embrace the hurdles that's right in front of me to uh, to get stronger in every aspect of my life. You as underdog, I you know there's I I, I was an athlete growing up and uh, still can compete in sport. I, I, I enjoy competition. And I just am reminded of some, you know, there's been some great underdogs in the United States soil. I mean, one, one in particular, uh, you know, happened in 1980, uh, U.S. Olympic team. No one thought they were going to beat the Soviet unions, but I think if they, if they went into that game with thinking that they were, they were going to get beat or lose the, lose the uh, game, there's a way that they would they would win that game, and I just uh, you know being an underdog doesn't mean you can't win. It's 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 all mindset. How you're going to approach that hurdle is really important. D is for daily. This is you know I I have to practice gratitude every single day. 
And, you know, uh, it, it's just really important. And lastly, just do it with enthusiasm. Do, do, do it with, um, you know, be, be excited about the day that's right in front of you. And uh, for me, it's just, uh, you know, I'm not perfect. I mean, I, I, there's days I have tough days and, there, you know, some days that are you know, more difficult than others. But it, it, it is something that I think, and in, in Ben, in, in, uh, I think it was you, Ben, that touched on this, that the practice of gratitude is only going to um, it get stronger the more that you really think about it. Yeah. So that's hopefully that helps you out and happy to answer any questions as it relates to the acronym. Well, and, and Matt, you, you kind of touched on a, a few things there and um, just, just something you know, I, I guess even just thinking internally here to my myself, because you got you and I have been chatting for a few years and uh, hearing your story and kind of following uh, following your show a little bit and and just kind of listening and you kind of get introspective, right? As well, here's what Matt's putting out there, and here's you know one thing is about being intentional and being present. And what I just when I did my own inventory on myself over the last few years. It my and to kind of give context, my wife is a big Disney fan. Like she <laughs> loves Disney, right? So that's been her childhood, like happiest place on earth. Go there and have an experience, really great day, and enjoy some sunshine and do all the things and eat all the treats and the snacks. Well, you know, and and I'm looking at this. Of course, we are financial advisors is our practice. And you look at this and you're like, this, well, that's that expensive. And this is this much money. And you look at this and well, should we be doing this over here or do that? And, you know, I started kind of looking at myself and going, man, I feel like I'm not being very present because I'm, I'm thinking about all the things that we could be doing instead. I, I feel like I'm not really being kind of supportive of the family and where we are in when you, when you kind of started to talk about the ad, attitude and the intentionality, all of a sudden I said, you know, but I know there's other things, but talk about here's, here's our family's kind of crescendo of a vacation together. We're all spending time in a different place in the sunshine. Again, what's Maine? It's cold at me, right? <laughs> Is, you know, you, you can, I'm in the sunshine. I'm, I'm, I'm eating really great food. We're in, we're all having fun and laughing. Why am I being down? Why am I not uh, participating here? Why am I? So all of a sudden I started thinking about when I'm doing these, like I need to come in today with a really great attitude. I need to think about all the positives of today. And that's even extended. And Curtis and I, I know Matt, you're a big golfer and I've just started my golf journey and Curtis has been along with me on my golf journey. (laughs) That has been the biggest change on me personally, even approaching that first tee box of going your point about a gift and I'm with people that I don't get to spend time with, especially during this pandemic. We haven't been able to spend time with people and to be present and uh, soak in stories and really focus on the good things. You have a bad hole and the adversity and all of a sudden, but you know, Hey, this is a new hole. There's another shot. There's all, so golf has kind of been a microcosm for that for me as well. So I know, I know I'm maybe sharing just my own piece of it, my own reaction to you, Matt, but even all the things you're saying there has led me to some sort of awakening in, in myself. And that's something where when you start seeing it yourself, you start looking at others. Like, again, a lot of our clients that just they get so stuck there. And I we've we've all been there is what we're saying, or is we've all been kind of where we, we're just not grateful for the day and we're just in a routine. So I want to ask a question about. Hey, then when you have this attitude of gratitude and you, you, and when you look at a study of couples, 
individuals who take time to express gratitude for their partner not only felt more positive toward the other person, but they also felt more comfortable expressing concerns about their relationship, right? As I'm grateful for you here, but I, I know we need to do a little bit better there. How has being more grateful improved your relationship with your spouse? Well, first off, and, and so full disclosure, it's not, it, it, that, that is a constant work in progress relationship mm. and never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. What I'm looking for is positive progress getting better. I'm never going to fully be exactly uh, perfect, but it's the most important component. And and this is a growth part that I think uh, this disease has brought me is I'm far more patient. You know, I'm type A individual. You touched on earlier. I'm a sales guy. Um, I I like to be in charge, but I'm not in charge of this. Mm. Like have full, there's things I can do to, improve the the odds but i'm not in charge and i've learned that it's it's translated into my relationship with my wife Mm -hmm. and uh, i can't sit here and say that you know we go through each week each day let alone each week without having our arguments we do but i think the way that we interact and disagree is much different today than it was prior to Uh, I'm, i'm a better listener i think than i was prior to this. And that's partly because, you know, there's three things I think about each and every day. And and one is obviously the gratitude piece, but I do touch on the, you know, I I do touch on just being present to those you're with in the big, the the most important relationship outside of the one that I have with God is with my wife. And if I'm not present for her, and if I'm not listening to what she's trying to say me, and I'm, and I'm so caught up in what I'm trying to tell her, Mm-hmm. I'm not going to fully be able to respond to, to, to what she might be saying. So my, my relationship, I, I would say just it's I'm far more patient and uh, it's reflect. I'm far more patient with my girls. I mean, and um, and I think as re- gratitude and patience or attitude, whatever you want to say, it, it's a contagious thing. I mean, the, the more that one is practicing gratitude, it will by osmosis leak into those that you're you're living with. Mm. And uh, no, I'm, you know, it's I'm, my, my, my wife, I, I touched on recently on a show and uh, my relationship with my wife is, wasn't like it was a bad relationship, but we have a much more beautiful relationship today. And quite frankly, I don't think we would have gotten there as quickly as we had, had it not been for the disease. Mm. I'm not grateful. I'm not grateful for cancer. I mean, cancer sucks, but there are some positive things that have come out of, uh, out of this. I want to keep going there, Matt, because I think you're you're teeing up my next question very well. So I want to keep going with kind of practicing what we preach, right? So what are some ways, and I know you just touched on some of the attitude there, um, but what are some ways we can cultivate gratitude just on a daily basis, any of us? And and kind of if you could share some examples of how you've done this and, and the impact it's had on you. Uh, the, the easy one is, um, I mean, the, you, there's gratitude journals. You can pick them up anywhere. Hmm. That's a great thing. I try to, when I wake up, I I try to think about just one thing right away. Like, what are you grateful for? Yeah. And I, I go to bed before, like, intentionally, getting back to the intentional, intentionally thinking about what happened today that I'm grateful for. I'm actually going to grab a book here. Mm. Hang on a second. Yeah. So uh, shout out to my friend, Wayne Box Miller. I mean, this he's got a book. 
It's uh, developing a winning attitude in the face of adversity. Um, this is you know, Wayne, Wayne Box Miller is an example. Like, if I'm not practicing gratitude, first and foremost, I never meet the guy. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. He, he found out about my show and he sent me this book. And it's all, you know, it's, it's all about you wake up and you win. I mean, people don't get up, didn't get up today. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we can, you know, get up and, uh, and it's, it's mindset. It's, it's, no, I, I don't have to go to work today. I get to go to work today. I have the opportunity to go to work today. And I'm right now, I'm sitting on your guys' show. This is an opportunity that I have. You know, I don't, you know, it, this is this is a gift. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, so it's just, I would say, if you're struggling with it, start small, start today. Just, I mean, the reality is here in the United States, I'm, I'm assuming, I mean, the shirt. First off, your listeners, by and large, the, your typical podcast listener, first off, they have a mobile device. That's right. And um, so I'm presuming if they can afford a mobile device, they're going to have food on the table. I mean, there's some people that just flat out don't have food on the table. Yeah. And and, and um, anyhow, so it, it just, yeah, start simple, start small, wake up in the morning, gratitude, go to bed, gratitude, it'll expand. Yeah. Matt, I'll, I'll just kind of add to it. And I, th- I think just your point about being present, that's all I, I feel like that's what's helped me is when the, in the moments that I feel the most anxious, the moments that I feel like most, the most stressed is asking myself that question of, well, what do you feel grateful for? And all of a sudden it, it seems like, well, then that thought carries more weight to me than the whole, like, what am I like? again, something's going bad or something's going wrong and then kind of going, well, what am I grateful for? And all of a sudden you're that attitude about the next thing is, is that much better versus as you said, kind of getting momentum. So that has helped me a whole lot, but I want to ask another question. You mentioned your, your friend, Dr. Roy's book, healing before you're cured and the impact that it's had on your outlook and thinking on your show with, uh, with gratitude map, you talk about the four houses of wellness that Dr. Roy talked about in his book and how those have helped your own healing. Can you talk about what those are and how they've helped you? Yeah. So I'm happy to talk to you about the, you know, Roy and his book and the four houses of the health that he talks about. And in the first of which is um, he's got the four, four pillars or the four houses would be your, your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, and your spiritual health. And um, what he talks about in the book is, really how intertwined each one of the houses are. And I mentioned earlier, you know, I was an athlete growing up. Athletes, maybe a strong term. Some would question that, but it's, I I participate. But I I still enjoy, I mean, I've always enjoyed physical activity. I still work out a fair amount today, but there's other things that you have to actually exercise in health as well. You have to exercise your mind. That's, that's the mental component. You have to exercise your emotional side. That's how you respond to things, how you, uh, and then, and then lastly, you have to, you know, really pay attention to how you, your spiritual life. And I, I, I owe uh, the foundational part of that a lot to my parents and what they, they did. So it came easy to me, but it's, they really are intertwined. And if you're weak, he, this is, he's convinced that the book healing before you're cured. I have really bought into uh, if one element of that is weak, if you're weak in your spiritual life, if you're weak in uh, your um, your emotional health, or if you're weak in your mental health, your immune system 
is not optimally working. And, and with cancer, your immune, your immune system failed. I mean, and uh, I, I believe that. Okay. And so I, I do, I, I really pay, I try to pay attention. It's, again, guys, it's not, I'm not perfect. I, I'm mm-hmm. trying, just trying to get better. Mm-hmm. In each one. And I, I, you know, I meditated today and I meditate uh, most days. I, I, I would say five out of seven days. I mean, right now I'm in the habit of going to the, uh, drop off my girls at school and I, I go to the, I go to the chapel and that's my quiet time. I do that on a daily basis. So I'm, that's, I'm exercising my mind there, the mental side, but that's also impacting my spiritual life as well. Mm-hmm. Intentional about this. And, and I just, I just like the, it made sense to me. I owe a lot of that to just being introduced to Roy's book. And, you know, like I said, he's become a good, really good friend of mine. And, uh, I'm very grateful for for that uh, the the work that he's done. And actually, interestingly enough, the one side note on on Roy. So he's he, uh, he was raised in Buffalo, but you know his family they're they're Thai and or for, from Taiwan originally. And what he you know he was trained from a medical perspective in the Western world, but he brings into a lot of the the Eastern world thinking. And they I, I would say the Eastern world is much more integrated in the four houses of health that I referenced, particularly the, the mindfulness and the, 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 the emotional side of the equation and the spiritual side. Um, it's not, and it's, it's, I think it's changing here in the Western world a little bit, being more re- you know, receptive, but it's, it's just something that responded, you know, or, or hit me really well. And uh, I'm grateful for the work he's done. Yeah. That's amazing. I want to, kind of keep going on uh, your podcast episodes. I know there was one that certainly stuck out to me. Um, and I think if we have any listeners out there who might be fans of the NFL, it might stick out to them as well. So obviously you had uh, an amazing guest in Luke Keekley on your show. And Luke played eight seasons in the NFL for the Carolina Panthers, um, was named the 2013 NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Just a tremendous career. I want to ask, what did you learn about gratitude from your conversation with Luke? Luke's first off, just an amazing guy. I I connected with Luke in part because he's uh, he, he and I went to the same high school, and his high school coach is a good friend of mine. And um, I've heard nothing but remarkable things about Luke, and I was just really excited to have him on. But in, in, in having him on, what I learned is when we talk about, I talked earlier about, you know, we don't get to where we are alone. Mm-hmm. That is that that came through with Luke really strong. I mean, he touched on in the show, you know, how important his parents, his family were to his success. Uh, he talked about uh, when he went to Boston College, how upperclassmen kind of gave him a hand and, and helped him along, you know, being a new, you know, new athlete uh, on the football team there. And, you know, even, you know, some of the juniors and seniors that were at the time playing in front of him that ultimately he took their spot. They were they were helping him along. So it's just, I, it was very evident that he was very aware that he didn't become the elite uh, NFL player alone. There was a lot of supporting cast around it. It even, it even parlayed into when he went down to uh, when we got drafted in the NFL by uh, Carolina. He got very involved in, in the community. That was a large, I mean, I know the NFL gets a lot a bad rap a lot of times, but he, he, Paid tribute to Cam Newton and Greg Olson, who got him involved in the in the uh, Carolina community uh, down in Charlotte, and uh, it was it's just really neat to 
hear his perspective on, you know, who supported him along the way. And, and I guess the getting involved in the community, I, I'm a big believer that we, we are here to give it. it, it mm-hmm. We are here to give back. We need to give back. If we're so focused on like me, 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 frankly, I, I don't think you're ever going to accomplish exactly what you fully can. I mean, we, we have to give back. And it's evident in the, in the conversation I had with Luke that, that, that he feels the same way. I love that. Um, and, and I think that's, especially from a, uh, from someone that's been very successful in all walks of his life to then be able to say, even in these moments, I need to be present and thinking about others and others that are less fortunate. Cause I think, as you said, it's it, when you're so successful in your career to kind of go, Hey, I just got to worry about the next thing. And to be able to kind of continue to take those moments, even now he's done playing to, uh, to continue to support the community. So that's, that's really great. I want to ask um, a kind of the flip side of the coin question to you, Matt. And, and really like anything we practice in our life, you know, gratitude as a way of thinking, you know, maybe it should be balanced. There are stories out there. So I'm researching gratitude online and I'm looking at, you know, what's, what's, um, what's out there about it. There's a story out there about how gratitude can go wrong. So one of the stories I saw was uh, this person had chronic pain and they're, they're, you know, they're practicing, practicing gratitude. They're saying, geez, well, yes, I have pain, but my health is relatively good, especially compared to others. And maybe I can't do certain physical things. Maybe it's I maybe it's just because I'm getting older and I just kind of toss away the the chronic pain thing. And but I'm just going to be focused on being grateful for the things that I can do. So in some ways, um, maybe you could criticize practicing gratitude as maybe invalidating negative emotions or thoughts that could be our body's way of telling us that something's wrong. So how have you found the balance? So you're maintaining a positive outlook. But you're also listening, right? So you want to be listening to maybe what your environment's telling you or maybe your body's telling you um, so that these negative thoughts that are there may be signals that are saying something that I should be listening to as well and not just being dismissive of because I'm I'm grateful for my position in my life. No, it's a great question. It's an, I think it's a very important question. And I'm going to go back to the four houses of health for this. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I would say, and I'm just being hopefully as transparent as I can here, that, that one house that I probably needed the most amount of work on was the emotional side of the equation. And, you know, in in the emotional side is is really how we react to things. And if I'm going back to my ultimate goal here is to ignite my immune system so that it's optimally working. And so if somebody approaches me with something that I disagree with, or I fundamentally think is just absolutely wrong, I can react to that aggressively, or I can try to learn from what they're saying to, and, and then react to that in a, I'll say a calm and, you know, uh, rational way. And, and they just have a conversation about it, you know, rather than like, why'd you say this? Or, you know, and, and then it's just, and then all of a sudden that, that what the happens when you emotionally react to something like that, it's going to, uh, it's going to only escalate. And that next thing you're not, you have two irate people and, and it's not positive and constructive. So I, 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 it is the four houses of health to me is it's, it's really important. You can disagree and react and have a conversation about something, but you don't have to like react. And that, that, that's, that's the one house that I feel, and I'm not, 
I'm still getting better. I mean, there's certain things I, that <laughs> frustrate me. Like this morning, I, you know, I've got a, I drink a green, I, I drink a, a, a juice, a green juice every morning that we make. There's a powder and I couldn't find where the, the container was this morning. And it's, now my wife and I, we kind of laugh about it. And, uh, but we were able to find it. And, and I would say, you know, probably prior to this, I would have been all frustrated about it. Where, where is it? This and that. And now we're able to laugh about it. And, and quite frankly, that it was in a place that I put it, I didn't, you know, but it's emotionally, it's just trying to, you know, uh, that, that, that's the one area that, that, that's helped me the most. And I think it's just, uh, you know, if we think about the four houses of health and how, how we reacting to things that, uh, you know, hopefully others can, can benefit from it as well. Sure. Yeah. Matt, kind of coming off, uh, you know, the last two years here of this, this pandemic that we've all been living in. Um, one thing that Ben and I talk about is, you know, we feel like many conversations have kind of shifted to comparing our own circumstances to maybe somebody else's, right? And it's, you know, you hear the oh, at least you haven't gotten sick yet, or at least you don't know someone who's passed away, or you still caught your job at least, right? Um, you know, I think that list kind of goes on and on, and and everyone has a different version, and we think they're kind of all riffs of the age-old uh, be grateful for what you have because someone else has it worse. So, yes, that's a form of practicing gratitude, but I just want to ask kind of what would you say to someone who is practicing gratitude in that way, just such a comparative nature there? couple things. Number one, like, so I, when you start comparing yourself to other people in other situations, like I, I am Matt Moran. Okay. There is no one else that is exactly like me in life, in, in the world, in the world. Okay. So I am responsible for my four houses of health. And, uh, but if you get caught up in comparing to others, my, my dad once said, and I, I think it's a wise saying, it's, when you compare, you're in despair. And in reality is like some people have it worse, but oftentimes what happens when you start comparing, you'll start just chalking up how many people have, you know, it's just we're in retirement world. So hey, people have a bigger nest egg than I do, or they have a bigger home. They can go on more vacations than I do. They can, um, you know, afford to send their kids to this school versus that school. That's that, that's a very dangerous um, trap, I think, to go down. Um, I, I would rather look at um, how grateful we are to be able to send the kids to the school that we're able to send them to. To, to be grateful that we're able to to go to you know take our family or Ben. I know Ben's going to take his wife to Disney, so <laughs> to take uh, family to Disney and you know and. Not so caught up because if you start comparing, you're always going to find somebody that has more than you. And that is a, that's a slippery slope that I would encourage folks not to go down. Just, just again, find the courage to be grateful right where you are. I'm sure if you, there were there, you could find millions of people that would love to trade seats with you right now. Mm-hmm. And, and Matt, I'll, I'll kind of say this in uh, our partner, AJ and I, we, we talk about this a lot is this whole, um, Hey, if we really wanted to, you could make our firm much bigger and it could be serving more people and we could be making more money. 
but you look at what you do and the relationships you have with the people in our lives that, that mean the most to us. And that we know those are, those are cups that we need to continue to fill. And if we only pour our cup into the, the work vocation and not into the, the other pieces of our lives, you know, we, we just see that all, all over the place. We see people that, you know, the, the doctor that puts all of their time and works 90 hours a week and they make a ton of money and it's great. But the relationship they have with all the people in their life is maybe not as good because they just were so career focused. And, and so balance is such a big component to a lot of us. And what we're doing is like, so yes, I could go make more money, but what am I giving up? Right. And what, what, is, what are the things that I have to kind of give up my life in order to do that? And when you do it, so the comparative part for me, that was, that's always been my antidote to the whole comparison part is yes, I could do that. And they chose to do it this way. And whatever they choose to do is what they choose to do. But I know looking at myself, this is what I need to do for me, for my balance, for my relationships, so the things that I hold and to have importance in, in the value system that I have. And, 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 and all of us have different kind of value systems. And that's what makes this whole life work really well. But I think that's, that's something I think you're saying really uh, that resonates with me a lot. And, and I want to ask a, another question of you, Matt, here is, so I'd never heard of Andy Hill until I listened to your show. This is on, this is a while back in your library, uh, episode 16 about making amends. And Andy Hill was, uh, was a player on, uh, coach Wooden's UCLA, um, dynasty there. And he had kind of a, I think a strained relationship with coach Wooden and talk to you about that. Right. Is, and you know, he went in and had a really successful career and did a lot of really great things. Can you talk a little bit about why making amends is so important to the practice of gratitude and how Andy expressed it to you in that show? Absolutely. No, Andy's a remarkable guy. And I had the opportunity of connecting with him. This is gosh, 14, 15 years ago. He gave a presentation that I was at the time I was living in Detroit and uh, he, so he played for John Wooden and John Wooden, for those that, you know, aren't that familiar with him, he's got these the pillars of success. He talks about them and um, you know, Andy, Andy played for John Wooden. He, he holds the distinction of being one of 13 NCAA uh, basketball players to have three national championships. Uh, he's probably the only one that you really don't, remember his name because the others are guys like Lou Alcinders and others, but um, he, he played on, uh, he was on a team. He sat the bench for four years and um, he had a lot of resentment and uh, frustration over John. And I, I, the, the, and he talks about it in the show, mm -hmm. but the reason I think making amends is so important. <laughs> it gets back to the emotional side. If you're frustrated and did not resolve a, a an angerment or a disagreement or something it's 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 in, inevitably going to fester in your life and it's going to impact how you know other parts of your life Andy came to this conclusion I think it was 25 years after playing and he had a very successful you know produ production career in, in uh, entertainment and he made amends with with coach John Wooden and and now his whole thing is he's now basically uh, trying to, um, you know, uh, preach John Wooden's principles of success. Everything that John was there and, and, and even John, Andy would say that he is success was successful in part because of 
his foundation that he got from John Wooden. And, and, and John's all about, you know, he, he was he was really a teacher and more so than a coach. Uh, and he was just, you know, ingraining uh, his principles in his athletes. And he was recruiting certain types of athletes. But no, it, it, if you don't, if you're hanging on to something that it, it's, and you don't resolve that, it's, it's taking up space in your mind that is only going to be destruct, destructive. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm a big believer that we, we have to try to get that out so that, again, getting back to the immune system, that our immune system can properly uh, fire. That's great. Yeah. And, and I think everyone, uh, so obviously we told everyone to go uh, follow and subscribe to your show. I think that would be a good episode for everyone to start with. I know it is back in the in the library a little bit, but Matt, we've kind of reached the end of our conversation here. I do have one kind of wrap up question for you. For everyone who listens to our show knows I typically ask a retirement success question here. I'm going to modify it a little bit and we're going to bring in gratitude, right? Because that's just it's so important. And I think going forward, I may keep the question this way. But I want to ask you, uh, Matt, so how will gratitude continue to shape your life and, and then ultimately your retirement when you get there? Yeah, a couple of things. I'm gonna, I, I'd like to answer that question, if you don't mind, one from my perspective, but also hopefully we can share something that enlightens others to, to think about their retirement and gratitude uh, as well. I, For me, like part... I'm going to go back to something Ben talked about. I, I think it's really important. We're, we're all individuals. I can't tell you what your goal mm-hmm. for retirement should be, but I think it's really, really important for us to have goals and priorities to, to make sure that we're building towards something that is our vision. And, um, you know, certainly there's an economic component to that. That is one component. But for me personally, I don't want to get to retirement age and find out that I physically can't do the things I like to do. And one which is travel. I'd like to travel with my wife. I'd like to be able to still play some golf. I'd like to be able to still give back to the community. If I'm not physically well, then I can't, I can't fulfill that component. If I'm not like mentally strong, I'm not going to, I could have the, you know, I could have, $10 $10 million in the bank. But if I'm not mentally strong, I'm going to, you know, have a, it's going to be a very, it's going to be a dark uh, retirement. I'm not emotionally strong. And that's where I'm trying, I'm trying to get stronger emotionally every single day. If I'm not emotionally strong, it's going to be, a, I'm always on edge and trying to like, uh, if I'm not, if I'm frustrated because uh, somebody's got $11 million and I might have four, uh, well, that's going to be that, that's a that's a in any and you've you're, you you've saved for forty years and that's what you have and you're gonna you're gonna be frustrated that you don't have more money. Well, that's going to be aggravating. And then lastly, the spiritual side and and that's uh, you know it's I am continuing to work on that. But if 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 that's if that's weak, then it, it's creating weakness in the other houses. So I. <laughs> I know we talked a lot about the houses of health, but it, it is foundationally really important to me. And uh, I just choose to try to be grateful wherever I am like today. And, um, you know, I, I am, you know, I'm, I, I don't even know if I mentioned this to you that or not, but I'm, like, I've got, I've got a treatment coming up in the next, uh, well, it's within the next three or four weeks. I, I, uh, I'll, I'll get it scheduled, but they're doing a, uh, they're going to be able to do a, 
radiation, an MRI guided radiation treatment uh, that frankly, I mean, some people are like, oh my gosh, why does he have to go through this? I'm freaking grateful. I get to do this because this machine wasn't available two years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's an $8 million machine and there's only four in the United States. Mm-hmm. I get to do this. Mm-hmm. I have the opportunity to do this. And I, in my head, know that someday I'm going to be able to celebrate with you guys being disease-free. I'm not there. I don't know how long it's going to take. I really don't care. It's just I'm working towards that. And I try to keep my mind strong because if I don't keep it strong, it's interfering with my immune system that I need optimally firing each and every day. So, yeah, I mean, when I think about my retirement, I mean, yeah, I mean, quite frankly, just for my own personal health, thinking about retirement is really important as well. Like, like a crystal picture of what that is, because that's, that that's, I'm a big goal setter that helps me out as well. But if I was thinking about death and I was thinking about what could happen and I was thinking about the 14,000 people and I could be 14,001 this year, that's not a, that's not a good spot to be in. Anyhow, I guys, it's, such an honor to be on your show and I'm really grateful to, to be here. Hopefully some of this makes sense to, to some of your listeners as well. And thank well, you. Yeah, Matt, thank you. Cause I, again, I, I know the going through the acronym of gratitude like you did. And, and the first thing that you kind of mentioned was uh, G is a gift and every day we have a gift and you, you certainly gave us a gift today with your time and, and sharing a lot of this with us. Cause uh, again, I, I think this is a this is a core component, and you and I have talked offline about this. That I think every one of us needs is we we even just we're doing this ten percent more than what we're doing today. Doesn't matter what the level is, uh, if we're all building and building a foundation where we're kind of thinking about this, our relationships are going to be deeper. We're going to be the person that people when we walk in that room that people are excited to see that uh, people love to be around uh, the, the more that we can kind of do that. That's a gift to not only everybody in our lives, but also to ourselves. And I, I think you're, you're living that and you continue to, as you said, you're, we're all work in progress and we're all trying to strive towards it. And then you having that goal of where you're going, it, it just, uh, again, it, it ripples. And it is, it is that, uh, that stone in the stream that ripples throughout. And I think your show is doing that. And um, as a listener myself and be able to say, Hey, I, there's, there's a lot of things I can take from this and, and I can try to improve myself. Again, I, I'm not perfect. Curtis isn't perfect. We, we need to be better, but the fact that you kind of gave us the gift today of sharing your time and your, your outlook, in addition to the, the realities of where you are with your, your with your cancer journey, um, I, I can't thank you enough for it. And, uh, this is, this is such a personal treat and pleasure that you came on and, and shared it with us. So thank you so much, Matt. And, uh, I, I really, really want to have you come on again, because, uh, I think there, we could, we could spend another couple hours even talking about this and I know we will. Um, so <laughs> looking forward to that day and, and, uh, Matt, we'll, we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much guys. Be well. Take, take care. Thanks so so practicing gratitude in the face of diversity with Matt Moran. Yeah, I, I think Matt does a really, really excellent job. Mm-hmm. And you, you you get it from a pure perspective uh, on his show. But this kind of concept of, hey, living honestly every day, uh, living with intentionality 
and I know one thing that I, I just took away from today's show is, um, and I, I, I've just taken away from a lot of his shows so far is, is this whole like, Hey, every day is a gift and kind of like starting that day with what am I grateful for today? And then what, what happened to me that I'm also grateful for. So it almost has this inventory effect of going like book ending your attitude. And when you're being reflective and saying, Hey, not, not just looking at the things that happened to me that were bad and I'm going to get upset about. And we talked about making amends and that, you know, when you start focusing and dwelling on these are the bad things and I, I'm so mad that this is a really bad thing happened to me today. And I, I want to reciprocate bad with bad. And, you know, I think when you start doing the opposite, I think you really start kind of putting the emphasis on, I was really excited to spend, you know, two hours with my son today. And that was, that was a really great gift that I was able to do. And, and because of the circumstances surrounding me, I was able to do that even more than I normally could. All of that is yeah. kind of starting with like, here's what I'm looking forward to today. And then when I'm ending, I think it, it just makes life fuller. Right. And I think when we're in retirement and, and we have more time, is having this audit of what what I want to do with my time is he said the goals and having your core values and the things you want to achieve in there and then kind of being reflective of working towards it. I, I think those are those are really big takeaways I had from today. So Curtis, what did you take away from the show with Matt today? Yeah, you know, I, I don't I feel like Matt's entire story and, and just his theme and, and the work and gratitude is is so important. I don't necessarily want to pick one thing, but I will. Um, so I think that we had an important conversation around uh, the comparisons, right? Comparing our situations to others, whether it's you know, we're being thankful that we don't have it as bad as somebody else. Or if, you know, I think, and Matt touched on this, it quickly turns into a slippery slope of that turns into, you realize there's, you know, other people who have it better than you. There's always going to be someone who may have it better than you, but that's such a, I think a a personal, that attitude, right? And and if you just Mm -hmm. approach it with, you know what? No, I have this. I have that. I have this spouse. I have my kids. Like just flipping the mindset there. And and you may at the end of that think that nobody else does have it better than you. And that's fantastic. Right. But I think just the slippery slope of, oh, their house is bigger. Their boat is bigger. They have more money. It just, it's not healthy. And it's, I don't think it's going to lead to anything good. So I think just to that focus that Matt gave us on really being thankful and grateful for what you have and being able to do the things you, you can do. Um, it was just really important that that kind of stuck with me. Yeah. And I think one thing as practicing financial advisors that we see is what your, what your point is, you know, I, I think some of us get so focused on what the number is in terms of money. Yeah. Um, and, and, and by the way, and that happens with all walks of life, right? Is how much money do we have and what does it represent? Well, but also what, it, what people miss is that sometimes when we are comparing others and if they have more, well, maybe what this also represents is you have spent some of this money on experiences that you've already experienced that you get the, you get that gift of looking back on, right? right? Is, yep. Hey, I, maybe I have been able to use some of this money to develop more relationship with my spouse, with my kids, with my family, with my best friends, or doing things that I like to do that fill my cup on a daily basis. As, as Matt talked about the four houses a lot, yep. you know, I, I think all of those, like, what does it represent? It's easy to kind of say, Hey, there's more of that, 
Um, but you can't, there's a lot of things we can't measure in life too. And you can't measure people's relationship and the satisfaction and what, what they get from each other, all of, all of that. So I think that's why kind of maybe measuring gratitude in yourself and, and kind of using that as the, as the benchmark is, is the best way to go as, as Matt was saying. So Again, some really good things there uh, from our show. We are going to have a link to Matt's uh, Apple podcast page uh, and other other kind of links to his show uh, mm-hmm. to listen in. Yep. And um, also, again, we're March, as you said, was uh, Kidney Cancer Awareness Month. I know we're in April right now, but, you know, if you found uh if you found any inspiration in today's show um love to have you contribute to uh to matt's dana farber um charitable uh uh, fundraising page i think that would be really great to help make a difference uh but if to find all that you can go to our website if you go to blog.guidancepointllc.com backslash six three for 63 And, uh, and you can find more about our show with Matt Moran and practicing gratitude in the face of adversity. So really excited to have you on today. I know it was a little bit longer than our typical show, uh, but I think this is a, a well-deserving uh, topic to really dive deep in with Matt. I hope you get something out of it. We certainly did. And we'll talk to you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, you've just listened to an information-filled episode of the Retirement Success in Maine podcast. While this show is about finding more ways to improve your retirement happiness, Guidance Point Advisors' mission is to help our clients create a fulfilling retirement. We do financial planning so that people can enjoy retirement and align their monetary resources to their goals. If you're wondering about your own personal success, we invite you to reach out to us to schedule a 45-minute listening session. Our advisors will have a conversation with you about your goals, your frustrations, and your problems. Make sure you check out Guidance Point Advisors on our blog, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And you can always check out more episodes of this podcast on iTunes and Spotify. And of course, keep on finding your retirement success.